champions decided, top four clinched and relegation sealed. With just one week, everything is not to play for in the Premier League. However, here to keep the drama and suspense sky high, it's the Sunday League podcast. It's good to be back together. So firstly, a man that went to Manchester, but how did it go, Dan? Oh, sore subject, Scott. Uh, turned up as the favourite. I went home with diddly squat, so... Uh... Yeah, I bottled it in the semi-final, unfortunately. It was, it was a good day, albeit, but uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, tells, tells me a lot when you've got to prepare for these uh, situations, and I didn't prepare well enough. So, uh, unfortunately, a better man won on the day, but yeah. Enjoying being here tonight. Thank you, Scott. Call in to drown the sorrows. I was drowning them on Saturday night. I'm going to drown them again tonight. So, yes, Scott. Secondly, a man who, when given power on the pod, just seems to slander me. Adam, another week of poor predictions, poor betting and leggy conversations. How are you doing? Wow, is, is that 1-1 is that one, one now, is it? Is that, <laughs> uh, is that, that must be payback. Uh, yeah, I'm okay, Scott, once again. Glad that you're finally back. Um, so, I'm, I'm happy, you know. It's always better when there's three of us. What beer is in the rotation tonight? No beer. The missus has just brought me a homemade pims. Uh, looks like it's got some mint in there, some cucumber, some lemon, and maybe a strawberry. Yeah, and a strawberry. Middle class Irish. Oh, some healthy. <laughs> so fruit I'm having. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, boys, uh, I'm too sick. Uh, I'm full of cold. Oh. So, uh, for me, it's a uh, tea and honey, no beer tonight. So I. Uh, uh, I'll make it up in the in the final preview podcast later in the week, but uh, yeah, scrap the beer for one night only. Um, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> right, let's discuss first of all some of the games that mattered before we go on to a bit of a sprint finish. Um, let's start at the City Ground. A scrappy first half goal saw Forest secure safety and seal the title for Man City. Dan, thoughts on the game? Well, it's, it's quite ironic you come to me here because obviously I was at Manchester on the Saturday when this game was going off. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was quite glad I went out in the semi-final because, yeah, by this scoreline, obviously, Forrest di did the job really, didn't they? And I don't know, in the end, was it a big shock? I don't know. I think uh, the, the chap that scored, I can't really pronounce his name, but I think it's been an absolute great worldy of a signing for not Forest. I don't know where they got him from. I don't know too much about him. But yeah, I see that Arsenal dominated possession, but I don't I don't think they did an awful lot with it. And I think as much as Mikel Arteta liked to come out and say that they were gonna still they were gonna push him all the way. I think Arsenal players deep down knew that this season's over now. Like for them it's it's game over, isn't it? And I think it meant more to Forest. So yeah yeah. Well, I, was, I have to say I was shocked with the result, but actually looking further into it, I, I probably wasn't. Yeah, that Forest side we've seen in the last weeks, haven't we? That it's it's a team full of fighting and they wanted it more than Arsenal. So, yeah, great win for them. Yeah, Adam, yeah. Uh, Forest basically knew if they won, they were safe, didn't they? And that, that carrot just seemed to carry them um, against Arsenal, who didn't really show up. They, they probably knew the title was done and buried, really. Um, still a good season for Arsenal? Yeah, it, I, I'd say it was a good season for Arsenal. They finished fourth last year. 
they've, they've definitely improved on where they were last season. And they, in in all honesty, it must have been hard for Arsenal, well, Arsenal players, Arteta himself, and just to try and motivate the team from the fact that you've led that league table all season. You've then gone to the point where you have to start winning games to at least catch up with Man City. And then you just look at the Man City team. And I just think, how how can you motivate that? Like, look, it was in our hands. We've now bottled it. But we can still try and win the league if we carry on winning. I just don't think them players would have ever... I, I certainly know if I was a player and I was looking at the league t- table every night, I thought, no, this is impossible. I just... And surely the Arsenal players knew that, that it was impossible to, to do. I think they knew that they'd that they'd messed it up. And I was incredibly supply, surprised at how Forrest played because it was it was as if they were second in the league, trying to push on to claw back the points to get top. Uh, yeah, I've got some good players though, haven't they? I've been quite yeah. impressed with that uh, Gibbs White. He looks a uh, you see, I I wasn't a fan of Gibbs White when he first when he first signed. I agreed. I thought it was a waste of money. I, I don't know why. I thought know, he was what, overpaid. To be honest, I think yeah, he came at about thirty million, didn't he? For yeah. a player that wasn't playing necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, I I do agree with you there. But obviously, Cooper, Cooper knew him from the uh, England days or um, or a previous setup, I believe it was, or something. Yeah, the twenties, yeah. weren't it? Yeah, that's it, and it's worked well because he's him and Brendan Johnson have worked really well together. They have obviously made a lot of signings for us, and I think that is why it did start falling down for them throughout the middle of the start of the season, middle of the season, towards the end, and that's why they've been in a relegation scrap. Too many signings. I don't think the investment in Jesse Lingard was the the best option. A lot of wages for someone that's injured. And I don't think he'll. I don't know how long his contract was there, um, but he was meant to light up the world for Forest. But unfortunately, he hasn't. But like you said, Dan, the striker that they've got in, it's fantastic. And when you find a gem like that, you try and hold on yeah, to it. Definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if they got some of the old blood back. I think even uh, you know the the chap that was at Spurs, and I think he's gone abroad. The Jed Spence, yeah. I think he might come back next year. I don't know how much. No, know too much about him, but I think he was quite liked by the Forest lot, wasn't he? I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of some of the signings that they made. Well, this even year. the signing of Navas in goal—that's a fantastic signing. Oh yeah, they needed to do it because obviously of their their injuries. But their their backup keepers, obviously, bear in mind they were injured. They had Hennessy and Henderson, yeah, both, both good goalkeepers, and then you go and improve it with Navas. Yeah, I think Henderson was injured at one point. Yeah, he was, yeah. I think he still is. I think he was on crutches on at the Arsenal, yeah. He was doing a job at Newcastle last night. <laughs> that result, boys, meant that by the time City started on Sunday, they knew they'd won the league. But it didn't stop their fans from uh, doing a pitch invasion. Adam, with all of the charges still hanging over Man City's head, how long will it be until they have to give this title back? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think they're ever going to have to give titles back. Uh, if if that's if that's the case, then it it would probably take some passion out of the game. I I get that they've uh, they've cheated and they've, they've broke the rules. If if it all comes out that it, it there is punishment from it, but so then the the team the players on that pitch still performed as a team 
and got the results, you know, it's harsh to then say, oh, you're not, you're not having that title. Uh, but good news is, if that was the case, Spurs still wouldn't have won a title. So that's a, that's a, a positive in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Dan, I mean, there's just been, I mean, interestingly, since they've been charged, they've won every single game. But there's just <laughs> uh, something inevitable, isn't there, about this Man City side? They're not, they're not a sort of flashy as such anymore, are they? But they're just a machine that keeps going. Yeah, like you say, Scott, it, it was impressive to see when, what did he make? Nine changes, and albeit the score was only 1-0, I think, actually, they quite easily brushed this Chelsea side aside, didn't they, really? I, I, I watched uh, the, the bit of the highlights, and it was like that Cole Palmer even stood out. A few of the young young lads that they've got coming through, it's, it's just great times for that Man City team, isn't it? Because I look at it a bit further afield, and I'm like, well, what happens if like the older players go like you Gundogan and Bernardo Silva? That's when you'll realise that how much they played a part in it. A bit, a bit like most teams when your experienced players leave. How do you adapt to that? Because you've got to try and find the experience from somewhere. But yeah, I, no, it it must be good for a Man City fan to see the like youth coming through. And I think from what I hear is that Guardiola will stick with them as well so it's, it's nice great times and obviously they've got the Champions League and the FA Cup final coming up so don't get me wrong I'm going to be cheering them on in the Champions League final and then I like United but I think I like the story of a treble winning side as well so I want I want an English team to be the best team in the world so yeah. I just enjoy I, watching I, it so yeah I, I do yeah, I, I do fear that this times that the uh yeah, this is the was this the third trophy in a row for Man City? People are going to four in five years. Yeah, four in five. So the, yeah. the people are saying that it's going to turn into the uh, like the Bundesliga and the the French league, where it's the same team every year winning it. But then it's kind of like I don't I don't necessarily mind that because they do still have the odd game where they slip up. They're not they're not perfect. I don't see it like that anyway. It's the, it's bear in mind what. Uh, it's not like it, you do get a lot of it in the Bundesliga where uh, Bayern Munich could probably win it with five or six games to go. But you've got to take in context that Liverpool pushed them to, they were both over 100 points. So it wasn't like Man City just romped the league. Uh, Liverpool pushed them all the way. And bear in mind this year, we, we're all saying uh, Arsenal have bottled it, but they've pushed them within, what, two games of, that's that's it. That's an incredible achievement. It's just showing how good Man City are. But there's another team challenging for that. It's not a one. I, I'm enjoying it to be honest. I like it, but I'm on not. A, on a on a separate note on this one, sorry, Scott. Is there uh, there is a a YouTuber out there that I know plays uh, the Football Manager games, and he's essentially simulated if Man City was to be docked points and they're <laughs> sat in League Two and have lost all the good players. But they're allowed to keep their homegrown. Um, I won't do any spoilers, but it, it's uh, it's quite a good watch. So if you ever get some spare time, I'll, I'll give that a go. Oh, I'm interested. Uh, we're going to put a, a poll out on Twitter, boys, tomorrow. So I want a one-word answer. I'm going to give you one word. That's it. Man City win the treble. Okay. Pep Guardiola gets the monkey off his back of winning the Champions League. Does he go at the end of the season? Adam. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, wow, that's that's. Well, where's where, where where will he end up going? That's well, uh, just call it quick. Will he go international? He's done he can. He's done everything he international? can. International. Yeah. I don't think he'll go. I I, I think he I think he loves Man City. I think he's got more time for Man City than he has any other clubs. But then again, if he's if this sanctions come out, I'm I'm sure he has come out and said that he will leave if if all this goes ahead. So Dan. Does Guardiola go if they win the treble? No. There we go. That's one word. Go on then. What's your question? Who's better, Sir Alex Ferguson or Pep Guardiola? Uh, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Ferguson did it in a different era, um, did it in a different area. Yeah, but he got. Did he get lucky with the class of '92? You know, or did he help them develop? Um, Guardiola's he's got all the money in the world, but he still has to manage that talent and he does a fantastic job at it, doesn't he? I, I think I, I'd go, you know, Ferguson's done it longer, but in terms of football to watch, Guardiola's football's far more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I agree. I agree with Scott. You can't I don't think you can compare the two, if I'm honest. No. Completely different types of different uh, game, especially from how we are now. It's the money involved as well. It'll be interesting to see what Ferguson would have done if he had as much money as there was in the game. But wouldn't it be impressive to see Guardiola in in a team like, well, I've heard, I've not looked into it, but he took Aberdeen to beat teams like uh, uh, into Europe. So Guardiola's managed the three best teams in the three best leagues, if that makes sense. He's, yeah. he's done it in teams that are already established, but I agree with you two. He's made, he hasn't just settled on the greatness. He's made them better, hasn't he? So, oh. yeah, I was, I was just putting it out there. It'd, it'd be interesting to know what the listeners thought as well to that. So, yeah. All yeah, right. we'll try that one as well. A leggy West Ham side got off to a slow start, but in the, in the end, comfortably beat Leeds. Putting Leeds in a desperate situation. Hey, but at least Big Sam found a fiver. Thoughts on the game, Dan? Well, I have to be honest with you. I didn't watch them at the start. Because, yeah, I had to keep watching this on uh, Flash Scores. I was uh, refreshing it like no end. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but it didn't surprise me when Leeds went ahead, to be honest. I thought Leeds were going to be up for it. We knew that they were going to be up for it. That's just a typical Leeds United sign. Uh, side, not necessarily with Big Sam or anything, but I've watched back on this game and it's just I watched the full 90 minutes to be honest and it was just, just they went shambles didn't they? The worst thing they did was score to be honest, it was like that lead side was great for the first, uh, what, half hour when they got the goal in the 17th minute and then they pushed on a little but Nothing ever came after that. It was all West Ham. I was, I was surprised. I was surprised because I'd just been watching the videos. Obviously, as a Leicester fan, I was I was watching the videos on uh, Friday morning, and West Ham were all partying late in the evening. So, yeah, yeah I was dreading this game. But boy, yeah, Declan Rice just seems to be a great role model, doesn't he, for the team? I think. That they're still going to go until the end of the season, and they're actually looking better than they have done for the rest of the season. And also that uh, 
who is it? The, the good dancer in the midfield that they got, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, I, I, I kind of want him to score because I just like his dancing, to be honest. But <laughs> he seems to be uh, doing, a, he is doing the bits at the moment. He's running yeah. the show. It, it's nice to watch. I'm not looking forward to it this weekend, but yeah, it's nice to watch when you're not playing Leicester. Adam, you're the relegation expert, so a leads down. Yeah, yeah, they they honestly though, even even watching them against uh, West Ham, there was a, a, a time where I think it was uh, Somerville went through one on one. It was like the 85th minute. And luckily, yeah. West Ham managed to defend it really well. And at that point, I was thinking, no, no way are they getting a draw from this. Um, luckily, they um, they they just they just don't they, they didn't attack. I don't I don't know if it's because of, I don't know if they've lost. They hope. look knackered. Yeah, and I don't think Allardyce is going to really be putting them through the most fittest of. Uh, Fitness plans. You can't do fitness plans at this time of the season. It's you've no, either got it or you haven't. Yeah, it's pointless. So I think I think they're down. i but no, knowing the way that this Premier League season's gone, and I'm not going to lie, I have enjoyed this season. I think there's been so so many like different things going on from the top twelve down, uh, a chance of getting relegated to Arsenal bottling it, Tottenham bottling it, Man U turning it off and on halfway through the season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds end up winning and Everton and Leicester lose at the weekend. Leeds stay up. I mean, they're, they're oh, we're a relegation, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the way the league, the, the way the season's been, you've heard it here. Leeds it, are staying up, but uh, they're, they're they're definitely down because they've just got no, they've got no what? fight. A <laughs> hundredth uh, minute equaliser from Yerry Mina. Saw Everton put themselves in pole position, pole position to save themselves. Um, I think all three centre halves got a touch on the ball before they scored. Adam, um, I assume you thought the game was over, and then it wasn't. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, <clears throat> very, very, very disappointing. I've seen the goal back, and it is such a typical West Ham goal. It's Villa. Sorry, Everton. It's such an Everton goal. Um, they, uh, it was, it, 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 <laughs> the, uh, it, it, I don't even know what Yerry Mina was doing up there as well because it wasn't a corner. It was like it was a, a free kick, get the tall man up there, and it just so happened to fall. If it was a header, fine, but he like, it got passed through along the deck and it went through a stack of about four Wolves players. It's just so typical that this has happened. I mean, I assume it was like Jamie Wilson. Well, that, yeah, but Jesus, like, I don't, I'd, I'd love to know what had gone on in this game to for them to have been 10 minutes added on. It was 1 0. Right. It's, so, talking about the 10 minutes, this is my frustration with the Premier League. So, apparently, the referees have been told for the last two games to referee the games differently to the rest of the season. They're to, taking the FIFA, you know, the World Cup approach to added what? time where they're they're doing the long added time every time there's any time wasting or and the yeah. ball goes out, which is why there was 10 minutes added on in this game and 10 minutes added on in the Liverpool game. But they've not done that all year. So they've just changed the rules for the last two weeks. To me, Dan, that's mad. Yeah. 
Agreed. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, that's that's a strange one, isn't it? It's, who does that benefit? It doesn't. It be, it doesn't benefit anyone. Well, it's like Everton scored a goal at the weekend that puts them in pole position to stay up. The week before, there'd have been four minutes added on and they wouldn't have scored. That's crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, know yeah. why you just change it for the last two games of the season. Surely, just trial it in friendlies this year, next year, and then roll it out into the start of the season. Yeah, it seems mad. Have right, you two then. heard the? Have you two heard the news that there's uh, some teams that are appealing against Everton? though, isn't there? There's some. Uh, I've, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I heard it vaguely on Tor's board that that Everton. Own some business, and there is reports of teams appealing against it. Come the end of the season, you know it's all going to come out as soon as probably Everton stay up. That Leicester repeat. I think it's transfer business. Yeah, I stuff. think they've lost something like four hundred and sixty-two million. Yeah, out of years, and it, it doesn't match regulations or something. It's going to be similar to like that Chef you when they got done by West Ham. Uh, if you, I always think if you're not good enough on the pitch. It doesn't matter. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, let's carry on, Scott. So, despite an obscene amount of possession and hitting the woodwork multiple times, Newcastle did manage to hang on for the point they needed to qualify for the Champions League football. A great story for Newcastle. But, Dan, was this a bizarre performance from Leicester? I mean, one shot in the 90th minute when they needed to win to have result, uh, to take the final day in their own hands. Or were you happy with the point? I was happy with the point, to be honest. I think... Uh... At the start of the weekend, I thought I was going to... Well, as the, listen, the listeners know, don't know, but I was there at uh, St. James's Park last night, well, Monday night. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought I was going to be going there to see my beloved Leicester City relegated, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, there was, there was people in the, in the crowd that wanted the win, but I think... I'm just happy now to be going to the last game of the season and we're, uh, we need to make Everton win the game, don't we? I fancy our chances against West Ham, I really do. But And, uh, yeah, we've got to we've got to win it, albeit. But, yeah, it's nice to add a bit of extra pressure. It was also nice to see the lads fight, to be honest. We ain't seen it, we ain't seen it enough this season and I don't think people saying that we should have won last night, well... We should have won a lot of games this season and we haven't done it enough. So if they're going to blame that for the game of last night, then, yeah, I don't know what they've been watching all season. But no, no, I was happy. It was a big call to drop like uh, Madison and Barnes last night, wasn't it? Like as soon as you see them two off the team sheet in the first half, you're like, wow, he's got, uh, he sent a real signal out to someone, hasn't he? So no, but obviously it was nice to see Kalichi back and yeah, but, don't get me wrong, that Newcastle side is in we will do bits next year. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I think Eddie Howe's done a great job. Yeah, I, I think he'll be very unfortunate to miss out on manager of the year because I think he's done a great job. But hopefully Gary O'Neill will get it when he uh, does his job at the weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts, Adam? Uh, <clears throat> I don't... I'm happy to, I'm happy to result. I've never moved out of my seat so quick when um, 
Castagna had that shot in the ninety third minute. Um, I, I don't, I don't get this. It was good to see some fight because I don't think we had any fight. If Newcastle had found that net in the first half and not hit the post and bar twice, was it twice, three times? Three it, times. It, the game would have been over. It would have been three 0 in the first half. We had, it, it. I don't want to say it was embarrassing, but it was like, it was like we were watching a League Two side play Wolverhampton Wanderers in the Prem. 17% possession, zero shots, zero... Put court. the body on the line, so Adam. Yeah, but they, they, they parked the bus, but even parking the bus, technically nearly wasn't enough. Like, we had the, the best team, chance of the game. We nearly won it. Yeah, in the last in the last minute when you bring... And then Newcastle were hanging on. Did you see them stand at the edge yeah. of the box? No, 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 no okay. Because yeah, they were that no, scared okay. of it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, in the last... Ten minutes of that game, we put some pressure on Newcastle. We ain't, bot- we ain't second bottom of the league for no reason. We ain't gonna. We put pressure. We put pressure on Newcastle for the last ten minutes, and it was only because it was such a shock to them. Because for eighty minutes, it's been all of them. I right, don't get me wrong. If Castagna scored that goal, I would have been buzzing, but we didn't, and we didn't. We didn't do enough. I know we're away from home with the away team. I do. But you- You've got to try and win the game. I do. One team is third in the league and one team is 19th. And you're expecting the 19th league, 19th position team to dominate the game. No, I didn't say that. Away. I didn't say dominate the game. No, but you were wanting more than the 20%. No, but you said there was fight. There was we... no fight. Hey, oh, mate, we've conceded a lot, a lot more in the last couple of games. Scott. Scott, interrupt us here, please. Right, I've got two quick questions for you. First, Adam, let's start with you. Uh, bit of VAR controversy was a Bruno red card. Yeah, that yeah that was that was definitely a red card. You slow it down, speed it up, do whatever you want. That was on the top of his knee. It could have dislocated it. Could have uh, ended his career. Okay, and then Dan, my question for you: uh, Leicester have scored. The same number of goals as Villa this season, and only two less than Man United. Um, so it's clearly defensive errors that are meant that they're nineteenth in the league. But shoring up uh, and holding out for a clean sheet in your second last game when you need to win was that the right tactic? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need to win. We we're not we didn't need to win. We needed to put the pressure on someone else. Everyone would have been like. Oh, you've gone for the win, but then you're like, oh, we've lost because they are better team. They're a better team than us. Newcastle are a better team. You can't go and match them on the field because they would tear us off the park. Adam's an absolute lunatic thinking <laughs> that we were going to try and take take them off the park. There's a reason that they're third in the league and we're 19th. I, we're didn't, not say, I didn't say we're going to tear them off enough. the park. I just said enough. there was no fight. <laughs> There is fight because we'd have collapsed defending for what 85 minutes of a game takes a lot of fight to defend for that long. And yeah, no, I'm I was happy with it. I was very happy with it, Scott. Like it, like I said, at the start of the weekend, I thought we were going down at Newcastle. So to be taking evidence with doing a win on the weekend, I'm happy. We'll we'll do it. Blue Army. <laughs> okay. Boys, with uh, 
very little impact in the rest of the game. So we're going to do a bit of a sprint finish. So I want no more than 60 seconds, hopefully to make up a bit of time from that Leicester game. Um, Adam, let's start at Anfield, where Bobby Firmino signed off his last game at Anfield uh, and secured Europa League football for Liverpool. What are your thoughts on the game? I think uh, Liverpool were extremely lucky here from uh, from what I make of it. Villa were the dominant side. And once again, it's um, Bobby Firmino that steps up and rescues a point for, for Liverpool. I don't quite understand why they're letting him go at the end of the season. Um, is it? Is it? I think is he linked with a move back to like Brazil or something? I don't even know where he's he's planning on going. But he's one of them players that is a great super sub, Melham, and he he wants first team football. But I reckon he's a good player. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Dan Casemiro scored an overhead kick to beat an on the beach Bournemouth and all but mathematically secure Champions League football for next season. I mean, Gary O'Neill's cherries are definitely on the beach, aren't they? But they're sort of a big win for Man United. Yeah, massive win, isn't it? I think uh, that's basically secured them the top four as well, which is it's just a great improvement. Well, not great improvement, because I think everyone expected the Manchester United team to be in the top four. But to be back in the Champions League next year is... Yeah, it's a, it's a great season overall for Manchester United, isn't it? Uh, winning the winning the trophy at least, and well, they could get two and the Champions League finish. Yeah, yeah, no, great finish to the end of the season, and I think that's just took them over the line. To be fair, uh, Adam Brighton overcame Southampton to secure themselves sixth place and European football next season. How fantastic is that for Brighton? Yeah, great for Brighton. Um... They deserved it. They've had a fantastic season. I thought that they were going to cave when Potter went, but Deserby's come in and and he, obviously he's inherited a good side, clearly, because Potter failed at Chelsea. So, well well done for Brighton. And, I, you know, what? I actually enjoy watching watching their games because they're quite attackive. I'd like to know how they're going to fare up next season. Um, obviously, your European football, but are they going to lose some of their players? But, the money that they're going to get for these players, it's, it's going to double in price now. So they might You reckon McAllister's already gone, don't they? I think I've heard rumours of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's not upsetting, but it, it kind of makes you think of Leicester when we won the league. All the best players just got yeah. taken from us at that point. And we, we was able to hold on to the ones that we could keep. And yeah, I think that'll happen at Brighton again. You'll have the one or two players that <laughs> want to prove themselves in Europe. And... I always think that staying at Brighton and actually doing better in Europe next year will give their value more for the following season for yeah, whoever they sign with. Harry Kane's magic free kick was still not enough to see Tottenham slowly crawl to the end of the season. As Brentford got a big 3-1 for themselves. Um, Dan, when's the embarrassment going to end for Spurs? <laughs> yeah, well, there's no answer to that, Scott, is there really? I've seen the score come through and I thought, this is typical Tottenham. You're like, they have, on paper, they've got a quality squad, haven't they? It's like a, a a team or a squad that a lot of fans would love to support. But I just don't know what's going wrong here. I, I don't know where it stems. Is it the ownership? or? But you, you can't take anything away from Brentford. Bear in mind, they've probably lost their best player that the club has ever had two days before that to an eight-month ban. So, uh, yeah, and, and 
absolutely that Mbemu stepped up, didn't he? And it was uh, yeah, it was an incredible performance, to be honest. In the end, it looked like Tottenham just took their foot off the gas at, at half time. And yeah, I don't know what went wrong really. It's just there's just it, there's two periods both that the team's going through. Tottenham obviously got to sort out the manager's situation and Brentford, everyone's going to be asking of how do they replace Ivan Tony? It's I think I think I don't think the FA have done the ban right, to be honest, with the Ivan Tony situation, but the, it is what it is. But yeah, Tottenham Tottenham need a big overhaul, don't they? It's I this has to be the year that Kane leaves. Otherwise, he's going to stay there forever. It's going to be, we're going to be saying the same question all the time. Yeah, I don't, I, I just don't know where they go. That Mason's got to leave the club. He's not good enough for the club. In yeah, move on now. Oh, we will. Okay. Uh, and Mitch, <laughs> Sorry, double, Sorry I meant to secure three points as Palace picked up another point. Adam. Uh, this was a, a game for two fans to enjoy, I guess. But, um, well, there were some goals and some decent ones. Um, Harry Wilson's Ballon d'Or took a bit of a knock here. Yeah, definitely. It ruined my banker as well. You know, I picked Palace. Uh, I was convinced Palace were going to do something. But then uh, Mitrovic obviously shows you uh, what he can do. And it makes you wonder if he hadn't had his long ban, could Fulham have pushed on a bit more? Because they, they were going through a strong patch uh, during the season, where there was in you, you would put them in the same bracket as Brentford and Brighton. Um, but again, uh, Palace have done really well since they've been took over by Hodgson. Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm surprised at that. Then it makes me wonder: was was it Vieira that was a prob- problem, or was it the you know was it his was it his playing there style? Was it the players not liking him? I don't really understand what Roy Hodgson would have. Uh, Coming and changed. Oh, um, mind they sacked him previously. Yeah, so I was like, oh, did they sack him or did he just say he wasn't going to continue on? I can't remember. Um, but all all in all, um, I, I think it was a a good a good point and for the mutual. It's uh, neutral. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good point. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> We got another word right at the end. Right at the end. <laughs> last word of the last word of the wrap up, and we got a new word. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Boys, as there was a bit of controversy in, in golf's majors at the weekend, as a, a man that ran away from the PGA lifted the cup. There's no, there's no controversy at the Sunday League podcast majors, um, as we just keep rolling on. Dan, one major sporting shock from the weekend. Well, well, I've had to go for the the boxing again, Scott, unfortunately. And I don't know whether it's a big shock to all people that watch the boxing, but for me, Katie Taylor getting beat in the uh, by Chantel Cameron was a massive upset for me personally. It was, but I understand she stepped up her weight, and but everyone in the boxing world has known her as the undisputed champion. So, yeah, for her to lose, especially in a home home country of uh, Ireland. It, yeah, it was a massive shot for me. I didn't expect it, but I think she took it grace, gracefully and uh, yeah, she'll be back, guaranteed. Loves his boxing day. 
Adam, one major sporting mistake from the weekend. Sporting mistakes at the weekend. Um, so I'm sure a lot of you would have seen that uh, Vinny Junior at Real Madrid got taunted with a lot of um, racist abuse from the Valencia fans. Uh, I think to the point that he started uh, gesturing that they're going down to La Liga 2, which he had every right to because um, I don't know how, how many Valencia fans are in that ground, but it's got to be over 30,000 people that would have been there apparently doing the monkey chant to him, which is, is, is not good. But the sporting mistake that's come from this... Not good, is, I think it's a bit more of uh, a the, uh, the VAR referee that was in charge of that game has been fired for the fact that he's been showing, um, during the VAR clips, controversial clips that made Vinnie Jr. look like the tackle was worse than what it was. The poor bloke's getting racially abused. And then the VAR guy is doing his best to get him sent off. <laughs> Christ, that's awful. This is just... It, it, that Spanish league is just an absolute joke, though. It, yeah. I just don't understand it. I really don't. It's, I just, it's embarrassing to people. I've got to be honest, boys, and we'll move on in a second, but I just don't get in this day and age why you go to a game of football, whether your team wins or loses. What is the need? to shout and hurl racist abuse at a bloke that you don't know. Surely, yeah. surely you're better than that. You are better than that. You've got to ban teams like that. It's embarrassing to say. It it really is. And and we're banning people for, like, the Ivan Tony situation, for gambling for eight months, and we're just letting people off for racially abusing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Just, oh. just, just, a, just a, sorry, just a separate side note on that Ivan Tony thing is... What makes me laugh, and you could also put this as a sporting mistake, is, um, okay, so the football player's not allowed to gamble, but you're allowed to plaster on shirts, advertisement boards, all around the ground, betting companies. And I'm thinking, this guy can't gamble, but he's getting shoved down his throat every day. Yeah. No, I do agree, but I think I... uh, We're going too overboard with it now, but I think someone on... uh, another radio station said they should have probably done it where he got like a probably eight, eight, ten or well, like Mitrovic has done, he's had a ban, hasn't he? And then you go that you're going to put him through help for two months or something. Give him the help that he needs to gamble or something. It's a poor, it's a poor ban to be fair, but let's not, let's not dwell on it too much. It is what it is, but yeah, we're, we want to improve that, don't we? So, Dan, one major sporting story from the weekend. Well, uh, like last week, I think I promoted that uh, the stepdaughter was playing in the well last game of the season against uh, what was top of the league. They went two 0 down. Unfortunately, they uh, brought it back to two all. I think they were pushing it all the way. Then, unfortunately, well, we've got to congratulate Loughborough for winning the league, but. Yeah, Opie and Wigson didn't do it this year. So, uh, next year's the year, lads. Next year's the year. (laughs) One major sporting point for the week ahead, Adam. There's nowhere else to go other than the uh, final game of the season. It is going to be an absolute thrill, especially now that uh, there's pressure on Everton to get a win. There's pressure on Leeds to get a win and hope that the other teams uh, struggle. 
it's it's any any teams to go down there between their Everton, Leeds, and uh, Leicester. Um, so yeah, look look forward to that four o'clock kickoff. I'm going to miss the season when it when it ends, but that's the uh, talking point for this week. Yeah. It'll be nice to have a breather though, wouldn't it? <laughs> you have to make sure everyone's listening to our preview pod because it'll be a big one for Sunday's games, won't it, boys? So uh, something to look forward to. Yeah, I look forward to it. Huh? Our final section of the review pod is the mystery footballer quiz, boys. Okay, and here All we go. These. He started his career in Italy and was managed by Roy Hodgson at Inter Milan. In 1996, he signed for Sheffield Wednesday for three million quid and was their top goal scorer in 1998-99. In 1999, he joined Aston Villa, where rather than going home to Italy, John Gregory made him stay and visit Leeds, as that would solve his homesickness. He was an FA Cup runner-up in 2000 and also played for Bradford, Derby and Middlesbrough. He paid Bradford, sorry, he paid Bradford 3.2 million pounds of his salary to make sure that they didn't fold. And in April 2014, wow. he joined Leeds as a coach to inspire their academy. By August 2014, he'd left. <laughs> Any thoughts, Adam? No, no, I just uh I try and think of Italians. Um Trying to think that who who would do something as kind to put their own money into saving a club like Bradford. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'll, I'll, I'll get Bradford supporters. We love you. We really do. <laughs> yeah. uh, unlucky in the playoffs, uh, but yeah, unlucky Bradford. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I want to say names, but you know, I, I make myself sound stupid on this podcast enough, so I won't start throwing out some names out there because it'll be the wrong era. <laughs> Any thoughts, Dan? I think I might know it, but then I've kept looking at them more, that, like the clues that you've given, and I'm like, oh, no, it can't be, it can't be. I've gone Ravinelli. Well, here's the good news, Dan. You've got a couple of days to get some uh, help from our listeners and our followers, because <laughs> um, it's not Ravinelli. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah, get on the Facebook uh, Sunday League Podcast. Find us on Twitter at TSL Podcast 4 because Dan needs some help. He's gone for the wrong bloke. So we'll get some you help. Clown. Uh, I'm so happy because he messaged earlier to say he knew who it was and it keeps going. <laughs> and mystery footballer keeps rolling on. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get it all out. Oh, you're real. We'll get it all out on social media. And uh, Dan, hopefully, someone can help you out before our next pod. Okay, boys, what have we learned today? We've learned that uh, Leeds might stay up, they might go down, they might stay up, they might go down, according to Adam. We've learned that uh, Leicester's performance against Newcastle was either fantastic or dreadful. They showed a lot of fight or they showed no fight at all. We've learned that Adam's always good for a word error, even if it's the very last word of the pod. And... Finally, we've learned that Loughborough are a fantastic team and Ravinelli is not our mystery footballer. <laughs> Boys, make sure, you know, everyone that takes the time to listen, get 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 following us on the social media, get into, uh, get involved. We're going to have a poll-up. Uh, we're getting lot, lots of feedback. Those five-star reviews are fantastic. We need them. We want some comments. Um, it's been good to see you both. Um, it's been good to see you both. It's been a while, so it's nice to see you both again. And you, Scott. All right, take care, Scott.